Wow, I managed not to cry today. It's always a big task. But I survived so far. <laughs> Praise God. Um, I want to especially thank everybody for the show of love. Uh, people that know me closely know I don't like attention. Even though I look like that on social media, but I don't like attention at all. Praise God. Um, so thank you everybody for showing me love and um, wishing me uh, birthday blessings and all that. So I appreciate all of you. I love all of you. So thank you very, very, very much. <laughs> and, it, and it was good to see the children uh, say, I like that particular guy that said, so you started the church that? <laughs> that one is so a preacher. Praise God. All right, so thank you. God bless. And for the workers, um, I saw the seed you sent. Very heavy seed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And for all those that also um, have sent me things and are sending me things and will send me things. Yes. Thank you very much. It's very touching. It's very, very touching. So God bless you. God reward you. May you also be celebrated in the name of Jesus. Amen. So please jam your hands together one more time for yourself. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, please let's take our seats. Um, the little time we have, I'll just share a bit. Um, since it's my birthday, I'll share a bit from a father's perspective of some things I would like to share with you as a house. We trust God to keep it as short as possible and as fun as possible. So, Second Kings, chapter two. Second Kings, chapter two, was a story of a father and a son. Um, we know the story. The story where Elijah was taken away, and um, his mantle fell on Elisha. So, and we already know the stories from, we're going to be picking the points step by step as we go. So, um, from verse 1, it says, and it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from where? Gilgal. So, um, apparently, it seemed it was now common knowledge at this time that God was going to take Elijah. From the way they said it, it seemed like everybody knew. And even if you look, when we read down, you see that the other sons of the prophets also knew. So I believe it was a general knowledge at this time. Verse 2 says, And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, that stay here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, What? As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will what? Not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Verse 3. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to meet Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know. Do what? Hold your peace. So the first few things I want us to note here is that Elisha was a real follower. 
Elisha was a real follower. The best birthday gift you can give me is to really follow the things that we teach. That's the best birthday gift you can give me. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Trust me, I like all the other gifts. So if this morning, between now and this morning alone, I've received a, a, a lot of nice gifts. You know, I've received some good gifts. So I, 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 most of you that know me, you know that I like good things. I have no problem with good things. You guys remember the plan for my 50th birthday, have you? Are you still with the plan? Don't look at me, stranger. Don't forget the plan. No? <laughs> so, so I don't have problem with those gifts. But the best gift you can give me is for me to see that you are a true follower of what we are teaching. Trust me, many people follow us, but they don't follow fully. There are many people that follow, they don't follow fully. If, 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 you, if you see what the sons of the prophets were saying, they came to say, ah, you know that your father will be taking from you your head today. Those ones were following, they were called sons of the prophets. So they, in other words, they were members of the church. They were members of the ministry team. They were members, they were followers of maybe social media. They were followers, but they were not following fully. They were trying to discourage Elisha from following fully, but Elisha followed fully. The best gift you can give me is to follow fully. Let me see that the labor of all these years is paying off in your life. That's my biggest compliment. Even if I don't get one dime, I will be very happy if I see that everything we are sharing and we stand for is replicated and represented in your life. We have a lot of followers, but not many follow fully. There were people called sons of the prophets. I don't know how many they were. In the subsequent verses after that, in one particular city, they said there were 50. I don't know how many these ones were. I don't know how many the others were. But they said in that one particular city, they said there were 50 of them. But they never followed fully. If you see also, if you read down when we read, you see that it seems Elijah was even trying to discourage Elisha from following him fully. But Elisha said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will be following you. Follow fully. Many times I meet people that claim that they follow fully. So people meet me and say, oh, I've been following you for 10 years. When I see their pages or see their lives or see their testimonies, I know they've not been following me. They've not been following me. When I see people say, I've been following you for 20 years, but you're getting married without premarital counseling, you're not following me. You're not following anything I teach. Or you're doing your business in a certain way. Or you are, you, are, you are speaking in a certain way. You are living in a certain way. You are not following me. And I want to use this opportunity to appreciate all the sons and daughters that have followed fully for many years. For many, many years. I want to appreciate all of you in the house this morning that have followed for many years. I mean, there are people here that we have been with us for over 20 years and they are still workers. That's what I'm saying. You're supposed to say they're following fully. If you have been here for over 20 years, 15 years, whatever, and you are not a worker, you're a member, you're not following fully. Because you know our, our culture here is that you must serve. Abi, is anybody that doesn't know that one now? You must be serving somewhere. So if you say you've been here 10 years, you're not in the department, you say you're following me fully. No. You're following you, but not fully. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If there's people here that have been here for 20 years, can you stand? Anybody that's been here for 20 years and above? Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. 
this is what I mean by following fully. That's what I mean by following fully. They've been here consistently. And they all serve. They all serve. So say you're here and uh, uh, I used to be in. You're using past tense when you're alive. So when you die, what, which tense are we going to use now? Eh? Past participle. <laughs> which tense are we going to use? If you're still alive and using words, that I used to be a committed, I used to be a worker, I used to. When the work is still fresh. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The fathers that we are following, they are still working. Then you, you are not even, you are, you are, you are retired. Even Jesus, our Lord and Savior, they say when he died, he went to the right hand of the Father to do what? Continue making intercession. So Jesus is still on duty. Then you, you have retired. Thank you. Can we appreciate these people? Sit down. Remain standing. If you have been here for 15, 15, 15 and above, you think you've been here for 15 and above, please stand, please stand, please stand. Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. I can't see everybody's face well, but I'm seeing most of you, and I believe most people I'm seeing are workers. If you are here and you're not a worker, Today, so make the story complete. Go back to one department today so that the story will be complete. But most things I'm seeing are workers. See, that's what I mean. But you see, see all the people that were here. We were many that time too, but see the few numbers left. Do you see what, what, how it works? How it works is that always, it's always a small few that make it to the end. That's why the Bible always says it's the person that makes it to the end that will be rewarded. Many will fall out. And keep falling out. One of the things you must trust God for is for you not to be a spiritual orphan. I will explain that as we go on if there's time. We're many, but see the people that lasted. If you have been here 10 years, 10 years, 10 years and above. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm seeing plenty of workers, but I'm seeing so far I'm not sure that they are workers. Like I said, to make this story complete, today, eh, go and rejoin something. Join anywhere. There must be a department you can join. Is somebody get what I'm saying? It's those that endure to the end. Nobody says the journey will be smooth. It will never be smooth. Praise God. I, I, I bless you and I pray for you as you are following, you will follow fully and you also enjoy the blessings fully in the name of Jesus. Every blessings that come on dedicated followers will rest upon your life. Everything we stand for and preach and represent will be represented in your life. Anywhere there needs to be a repair, a restoration, a correction, God will carry it out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's clap for them as they take their seats. Follow fully. Come on, let's say it again. Follow fully.
Elijah kept telling Elisha, stay here. Let me go to the next place. And from the story, he wasn't doing anything in all these places he was going to. So it's very possible he was trying to discharge the guy. Many people have said that. That is very possible. He was trying to discharge the guy. Look at verse 4. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to where? To Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came towards Jericho. Elisha followed fully. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered them. What did he answer them? Yes, I know. Do what? Hold your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee. He wasn't doing anything in all these places he went to. There's no record of him doing anything there. He just wanted to discharge this guy. And he said to him, Tarry, I pray thee. For, you see, listen, because life has a way of screening those that are serious and those that are not serious. Some blessings, it's not everybody that deserves some kind of blessings or lifting or, or elevation. So life will screen those that really need it and those that don't. And like I said unto him, Tari, I pray thee, verse 6, for the Lord had sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will what? Not leave thee. And they too went on. They went on. They followed fully. See verse 7. And how many men? Fifty men of the sons of the prophet went and stood to view what? Afar off. These guys never follow fully. They view afar off. They want to see if the thing will last. If it will make it. If it will survive. <laughs> I hope you know there are people watching your life to... To see what they can say. We will give them a show. Ah, you get what I'm saying? I say we will give them a show. And whatever they are waiting to see, they will always be disappointed. There's a scripture like that that those kids read. I like that scripture. Do you, who, who was showing it? Do you remember the one that I was talking about? If you can find it for me, please, I would like it. When those kids, there was one that talked about people that are watching to see. Eh? I can't hear you, Dabi. Those that are angry with the hand. If you have, look at it. Those that are angry with you, something like that, DJ, find it. I like the scripture. So they, they were viewing from afar off. So they, I'm sure they wanted to laugh at Elijah. That should be we're telling you. This church thing is small, small. You're not the only one. <laughs> DJ, this is not hard now. Femi, do, do you know what I'm talking? Femi, do you know what I'm talking about? First of all, oh, yeah, help them now. Why don't they search? Okay, show all the things the children played. Show all of them. We'll take them one by one. It's not hard. Life is not difficult like that. So next one, next. Uh-huh. Just we will help you. Next, you know hard like that. This life is very easy. Is it this one? Uh-huh. Say, see, is it easy? DJ? Life is not difficult. So don't worry, because I'm with you. Don't be afraid, because I'm your God. I will make you strong and will help you. I will support you with my right hand that says um, that saves you. See, all those people who are angry with you will be ashamed and what? Disgraced. He said, those who are against you will what? Disappear and be lost. 
Hallelujah. There are always people like that. Angry. They didn't follow fully. They were there, but they didn't follow fully. <laughs> so follow fully. Tell your neighbor, follow fully. The next thing to note here is that, have you discovered that all the sons of the prophets, all the people they were meeting in those places were saying exactly the same words? Have you noticed? They said exactly the same words. That Do you know that your father will be taken from you today? Do you know that your father will be... Exactly the same words. Different people, same words. In over just 20-something years, you know, <laughs> about 27 years now, that I've pastored, there are some things I've noticed over time. And, and when you do something for that long, you notice patterns. You know, Satan is not so creative. He uses the same tricks. If you read the Bible, well, the same kind of things he told Eve was the same kind of thing he told Jesus Christ. The same kind of thing he uses. He always tries to help you doubt what God has told you. Has God said? That's what he told Eve. That's what he told Jesus Christ after the fight. Satan is not that creative. In fact, not even, he's not creative because he doesn't even create anything. He only perverts. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. God is the one that has the sole right to be creative. He's the one that's known as the creator. The first thing they used to describe God ever was that he created the heavens and the earth. So God is a, so in the law of first mention, anything that they used to describe something for the first time is really the core of that thing. So God is a creator. Satan is definitely not the creator. He used the same tricks. So if you are not careful, you will think it is the people that are your problem, you don't realize that there is somebody speaking through the people. Once you can identify the language and you see it happening in different generations, different times, you know there's somebody behind it. It's not even just these people. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Remember there was a time Peter spoke and Jesus rebuked Satan. Him and Peter are talking and Jesus was talking to a third party. Peter, I'm sure that Peter was wondering, ah, where is Satan? Now Satan, they talk through you. Every time you are saying or doing something that causes disunity in God's house, at that time, is Satan speaking through you. Life and direct. I, I, you might not know, but you see, because Jesus could sense it, he knew. And me too, over the years, because I've been able to read patterns, I can know when Satan is talking through people. It might even look like a noble idea at the time. I mean, Jesus and Peter talking, and Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Ah, where is Satan here now? Speaking through you. And thank God, Jesus was so gracious, he didn't condemn Peter. He knew that it was just a moment where he allowed Satan to use him. Please don't allow Satan to use you. Anytime you are doing or saying so, you might think you are in your views. You might think you are in your mind. If that thing is bringing disunity, if it's stopping what God is doing, is Satan speaking or acting through you. That's just the truth. Me and Pastor M were discussing some time ago. Um, somebody that we know mentioned exact words that somebody told them. Exact words. In fact, the person's words were the exact. You know, we, we've heard those words. You know, when the words are exact, and it's people that don't, they never met, they're in different generations, and it's exact words. You know that this is not human. This is Satan. Do you know your father will be taken from you today? They will, they will, they will want to cast aspersion on, on the minister, on the church. Say, do you know this is, this is Do you know Pastor K is so and so? Do you, if that thing is not going to build your faith, if it's not going to build your trust, if it's not going to build unity, 
It's the devil speaking at that time. And guess who the target is? The target is not me. The target is not the church. The target is not Elijah. Oh, man. I'll say that again. When people tell you something that is going to make you lose faith in church or in the pastor or in ministry, that pastor is not the target. So this is why you need to be as wise as Elisha was. The target is not Elijah. Elijah was already going to be taken away. He was already going to do what he was going to do. Guess who they were trying to dislodge? Oh, some people have not still gotten it. Those sons of the prophets were not going anywhere with their own lives. And guess what they were trying to do to Elisha also? To make sure he joins them, a a group of people that are not going anywhere. The person they were trying to dislodge was Elisha. Not Elijah. Elijah didn't know what they were saying behind his back. He didn't care. God had told him what he had told him. Elijah was still going to do what he was called to do. The person they are trying to dislodge is Elisha. When they bring those things to you, it's you they want to dislodge. They want to make you a spiritual orphan. They want to dislodge you. Then you will not have spiritual parents. Then you'll be roaming around as a spiritual vagabond. That's what they want to do. It's Elisha. It's Elisha that had a destiny in that place. They want to dislodge him. That information they'll bring to you, that thing they'll say to you is to dislodge you. You need to know that person is a threat to your destiny. You need to see it like that. And you need to answer the way Elisha answered. Say, hold your peace. It's none of your business. I don't want to hear this kind of talk again. Are you here, somebody? Like I said, I'm, today I'm speaking like a father to the house. Hope it's okay. It doesn't even matter. Even if you don't agree. It's my bad day. I can do anything I like. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this to protect myself. I'm saying this to protect you. The thing God is going to do in my life, you, you will still see it. You will see happen. You will still do. But don't let any devil use someone to dislodge you. But that's where they're going to go. God does, you see, God doesn't plant you just anywhere. Most times, he plants you in a place for his deliberate and specific purpose. So if Satan dislodges you, you are off assignment. You will still go to heaven. No? Hope you know that God specifically mentioned Elisha to Elijah. When Elijah said he was not doing uh, prophet work again and he wanted to resign, God told him, okay, go and, take, go and anoint Elisha. He will take over from you. So that relationship was not a man-made relationship. Somebody get what I'm saying? It was a divinely orchestrated relationship. I don't know, is it making sense to somebody? I'm trying to show you that before all these things we are reading, God actually told Elijah that the person that will take over from you is who? Elijah. All this is in the Bible there. So it was a divinely orchestrated relationship. Elijah's destiny was tied to this following. But people that their own, that have lost their own focus in life, wanted to make him also lose his own focus in life. If he had followed them, and God be viewing from afar, it's not them that will lose. It's him that will lose. You are the target. Whenever Satan makes somebody, and trust me, it's Satan that is pushing those people. They, those people are not even your enemy. They are not your problem. But you need to treat them in a certain way so that anytime Satan wants suggestions to them, they too will know that. They will tell him he can't, they can't go. Are you getting what I'm saying? You need to treat it in a way that when Satan is talking to them, when they think of how you will answer them, they will tell Satan, 
What? Uh, send another person. Not be me go go talk that nonsense. They use exactly the same words in all the cities. It was Satan trying to? So you are the target, not Elijah. Is you the one who dislodge? Exactly. Me and Pastor, and we're discussing. We're laughing. Oh, we're not laughing. It was serious, but it was not funny. It was not funny. But with exact words, we knew this had to be the devil. And he targets precious people in the house. So it wasn't going. There's some people that if, if, if Satan push them away, it's even, we are even happy because they are a problem to the house. He targets specific people that have a destiny attached. Elisha was no ordinary person. It was very important for him to be in that relationship. And even though his father was not perfect, Elijah kept trying to discharge him. If you get offended easily, you will never fulfill God's purpose. Are you here, somebody? Because you know what? God has no perfect vessels to use. All he has left on this earth eh? are imperfect people. So you either take it or leave it. Uh, he has no perfect person to give you. So you better just collect your message. Collect your parcel. Are you here, somebody? It's like you telling DHL, if you don't bring the most perfect stuff you have, I won't collect my parcel. Who will lose? Say the 50 men stood from afar off and they stood by Jordan and Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither dither so that the two of them went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that, Eli- over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee. He had passed the test of true sonship and true followership. There's a stage you get to like that, that anything will be open to you. He said, ask what I can do for you before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let what? A double portion of thy spirit be upon me. In other words, of the anointing you carry be upon me. This was even a good request. If it's many people I know today, they will say, I, 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 I want your, your phone. I want your car. I want your social media following. They will look for one material thing. Many people envy men of God because of material blessings. You have no business worrying about those things. Be smart like Elisha. If you have the same spirit working in that man, there's no material thing he has that you won't have more. Are you here, somebody? And you don't have to be a pastor. Whatever field you are in, you will prosper like that. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Don't be, don't be ticked off based on material blessings. You know, there are some people like that. They see the car, pastor is using when people are hungry. If I trek, people will still be hungry. That's what Jesus said. He said, you always have the poor with you. What's your problem? You know, Judah said the same thing to Jesus. Why are you spraying this expensive perfume? If we sell it, we can give it to the poor. He said, if you give all the perfume in this world to the poor, they will still be poor. Because some people know they hear what. They will still be poor people. That doesn't stop the one they want to do for me. Let's be given to the poor, but give me my perfume. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. 
There are people that get offended like that or they, they, they think they too deserve. I'm walking through with pastor. I'm walking through in ministry. Me too, I'm laboring. I deserve to be blessed. You must never envy any material or natural blessing your man of God has. It should always be a pointer to what can happen in your life. Not something to envy. Are you here, somebody? You should never get tired of seeing your pastor blessed. Especially this one. This one, I could be blessed. Most times, we are angry at people's harvest without checking their seed. You need to check their seed. If they are sowing the kind of seeds that will bring those harvests, they will get those harvests. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Thank God he was reasonable enough to ask for a spiritual thing and not a natural thing. And when he did in verse 10, Elijah said, Thou hast asked what? A hard thing. He said, Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, and behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried. What did he say? My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horse. I don't understand what that means. It sounded very deep, but I don't know what it means. Melancholies don't know what that means. Uh, the, char- the, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Mark and Co. Maya, what does it mean? It's a melancholy thing. Because I don't know. It sounded cute, but I have no clue. The one I understand is my father, my father. <laughs> he said, my father, my father. I said, and he saw them no more. And he took his own clothes and he toyed. A time will come. You will no more even focus on the anointing of your father you will want your father. Are you here, somebody? You might not know it yet, but there's nothing that can take the place of a father. That's why in our field, there's something called daddy issues. When a child grows without their father, it seems that they never are able to be okay. They keep looking for that fatherly stability and love. Listen, don't let anybody steal your father. You will always need a father. And the interesting thing about fathers is that it seems God gives them to you. He doesn't let you choose. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is why, this is why I, I, I laugh at some people because they just look at the biggest man of God in the country or in their state and say, that's my father. It doesn't work like that. If you work like that, that means in every state we'll have only one father. In every country we'll have only one father or at least two. It doesn't work like that. I feel that father-son relationship is a divine connection. It's something God gives you. And when God gives you that person, please make sure you don't lose it. Elisha got to the stage where he was no longer interested in the anointing of his father. He wanted his father. Because there are some times you need to have some conversations that only your father will understand. There are times you need to have some conversations with people that you know will protect you. A time will come. It's not everybody can tell some things. You need a father. There are times you are facing a challenge, you need the wisdom of your father. There are many things that come to my table. I just send them and send me a message. You can have no clue what to do. 
There are times you will need the wisdom of your father. See, it's different when you have your father. When your father is physically around, you are coveting his anointing. When he's not around, you even want your father. Are you getting what I'm saying? You want your father. Because there's a covering your father gives. There's a presence your father gives. Even if he's not talking to you that he's around, gives strength. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That he's around gives confidence. He might not even be talking or saying anything to you. But the fact that you have a father. This guy got to the stage where he said, my father, my father. He finally knew what it was like not to have a father. He, at this time, he was not even interested in the anointing. He was interested in his father. He had graduated from just wanting the anointing. He now wanted his father. He said he took up the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of what? Elijah. The last stage is that as you also grow, (laughs) you know when we were young, you didn't know what your father was going through to pay all the bills. You know, you didn't know. You know, you, you, you were even angry with him. You were saying, this man self, you were, a uh, time will come, you will now grow. You said, the God that helped my father. I need your help right now. I don't know how on earth I'm going to manage raising these kids. You know, your kids are looking at you like you have all the answers and you know that you are an Olodo. You know nothing about what nothing should be. <laughs> you are handling so many bills at the same time you have children with different character traits you even have to help them find their own purpose in God even your life you are trying to decide should I go to Canada or should I stay in Nigeria if I go to Canada what will I be doing there how will life be for me this issue is delaying. That issue is delaying. I've been, I've, I've been this age. I'm not married yet. I've been this age. I don't have children yet. I've been this age. I don't have a good job yet. I'm still struggling from hand to mouth. Where is the God that helped my father? The time will come. You will need the God that helped your father. And that's my prayer that beyond all the things that I teach you and show you, that you will connect with the God that has helped me. That's the biggest deal. That's the biggest deal. I won't have been here without God. I won't have been here without God. Too many opportunities, too many haters, too many people viewing from afar to see how the journey will look. Too many gatherings, too many, too many mistakes, too many miracles, too many things. But God somehow has always helped us. Those that have been here long know God has always helped us. Somehow. Every year has been an improvement. Somehow there's always a testimony. Somehow we keep growing. Hallelujah. So the time is going to come. You will say, the God that helped my father. But you see, if you don't follow all these other routes, you will never get to that stage because you won't even have a father. That's what I'm saying. Satan wants to make many people spiritual orphans. So they get to the stage of their life. They have nobody to inspire them anymore. And the Bible says, without vision, the people perish. Once there's nothing ahead of you, inspiring you, you will enter an inferior condition the way you think. I've seen people 
that were serious, serious committed Christians disconnect from their spiritual covering and become disillusioned. Some of them are even atheists now. Some are divorced now. Some don't believe in church anymore now. So they have lost track because God created you to continuously be inspired. That's why he gave you a father. Have you been blessed this morning? I pray for everyone that is a true son and a true daughter of the house. Grace for you to follow fully is released to you in the name of Jesus. Five years, ten years, twenty years after now, you will still be found serving the Lord in the name of Jesus. You will not be distracted. You will not be displaced. Anyone Satan wants to use to bring you information or discussion that will sidetrack you or dislodge you, I cancel their influence over your life in the name of Jesus. Grace to tell them to hold their peace. Receive it now. You will operate in more than double portion of the grace I carry. As it's working for me to work for you. Any results you see in my life, you will do double of it. In the name of Jesus. It will work for you as it's working for me. God will keep using your life to give your haters a show to watch. Every channel they turn, you are doing something great. Every time they look, you have a testimony to share. Every time they hear about you, something great. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that the God that has helped me all these years, that same God will help you. He will help you navigate life. He will help you navigate the choices of life. He will help you navigate the challenges of life. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Give the Lord a big hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please take your seats. Come on, see, I will not be dislodged. Hey, tell them, hold your peace. Because some of you, they've already come to you. Some, they will still come to you. Tell them, hold your peace. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. When something is consistent, there are people behind it. There's chance things, but when there's consistency, Satan is somewhere trying to make it happen. Um, so on that bad day, so my main bad 